Welcome to today's edition of Beat to the Fire, where we're always challenging the status quo. For more cutting-edge commentary, go to feettothefire.org. That is feet, the number two, thefire.org. And now your host. Let me start with a few propositional statements this morning. But before I get to that, I've got a question for you, my wonderful listening audience. On election night, what channel were you watching? What media coverage were you watching? Obviously, you shouldn't be watching any of the liberal networks because it's mind-polluting. But I'm getting at this. Were you watching Fox News? Because I think if you were watching Fox News, which I certainly wasn't, that's why there's maybe some discrepancies in how all of us Republicans are looking at everything and seeing all these things. Because Fox News is the one in 2020, one of the first to give Arizona to Trump in that 2020 mayhem. And we know that that was completely corrupt and Arizona was one of the hot spots of fraud. Anyway, I want you to think about that And watch where your news sources are coming from. Welcome to Feet to the Fire. This is your host, Sergio Fassa. And we are dispensing with the normal Friday follies to bring you continued election breakdown, especially an analysis of this media narrative that is being hyped all over the place, basically essentially called the dump Trump narrative. And even though we're not doing Friday follies, I will say this. At the outset, I will give this week's Flamethrower Award, which usually goes to the worst and stupidest item from from liberal news. That's going to go this week to the Republican establishment media. Not only the regular mainstream media, but the Republican establishment media that is trying to spin this dump Trump narrative. All right, let's get into it. I said I'm going to start with a few propositional statements. Here we go. And then I'll break it down. Number one, whoever wants to run in the Republican primary for 2024, go for it. Let the best man win. I'm all for competition. I don't have skin in the game. I'm not like an obsessed Trump sycophant. I love my country and I want to win. And conservatism is how you win. So go for it. Run. DeSantis. uh, Mike Pompeo. Christy Nome. Ted Cruz. Have at it. Mr. Magoo, run. I don't care. But second proposition, number two, as far as I'm concerned, Trump is our candidate. I hope he announces next week. And he is the guy. And here's, here, here's how long he's our guy. He is our guy. That's my proposition. Until he has run his full course in politics from either, number one, term limits, which means he has a second term as president, or number two, age. He just gets old enough and he doesn't want to do it anymore. But as far as I'm concerned, that's my second proposition. Trump is still our guy. And my third proposition is really a question. Okay, now don't everybody shut off the radio or pull out the knives. Is Ron DeSantis a thoroughbred, authentic outsider? Did you hear that? I'm not saying he's not. I'm just asking. I'm not saying he's not a conservative. I'm not saying he's not fantastic. He is. What a win on Tuesday. That was a Ron DeSantis win. But I'm just asking, is he a thoroughbred outsider? And I'm going to break these down. Why am I bringing all this up? I'm going to go quickly, guys. So stay with me. Pay attention. It's, as I said, the dump Trump narrative. And it's been since Tuesday with media hype. 
And here's what here's here's the message we've been hearing. Republicans failed, which I've already addressed already throughout this week. That's the first part of their narrative. One, Republicans failed. And number two, they failed because it's Trump's fault. MAGA candidates lose. So dump Trump. What? MAGA candidates lose? I mean, it's ridiculous. It's not even true. But we're swallowing this. By the way, we might lose Alaska, Kelly Shabaka, who's running against incumbent Republican Murkowski, Lisa Murkowski, who's not even a Republican. She votes always with the Democrats and just has an R next to her name so she can win in Alaska. And we might lose, not because Shabaka's a MAGA candidate and no good. It's because of the stupid rating system of voting they installed in Alaska to protect incumbents. What they do is if you don't get 50% of the vote, I believe it's, yeah, if you don't get 50%, then they go to the second tier candidate. So you you don't just vote for one candidate, you do a rating. So after Shabaka, all those MAGA voters, they're not going to vote for the Democrat. The second person on their list is going to be the other Republican, probably Murkowski. And if no one gets 50%, if Shabaka doesn't, even if she wins the election, they go to the next rated candidate. And that is how Murkowski will pull through with the votes. It was established to protect her. And it's the same all over the country we've been seeing it. Establishment is sabotaging MAGA candidates, and even still, the MAGA candidates win. But yet again, we have the establishment and the media and the libs telling us, conservatives, who our candidate should be and what our strategy should be. And they've been doing this ever since I've been watching politics for 30 plus years, but most notably, most recently, since the Tea Party movement in 2010, all the way back to Sarah Palin, oh, you got to dump her. They always do this. But in so doing, they always show us who they're most afraid of and who are our best people. And they show this by who they target most viciously and violently. And let me tell you, Trump still has the biggest target on his back. And it's not because of his style, guys. Don't believe the hype. It's because he is the most outspoken, forceful, effective conservative we have seen in modern history, even since Ronald Reagan. And I'm not just including in that his rallies and his speeches. I'm including his track record. You can't discount that. They fear him because they know when he says, I'm moving the embassy to Jerusalem, he does it. They don't hate him for his style. That's superficial. They hate him for how effective he is. All right, let's keep going. Let me give you immediate examples of this. I did yesterday. As soon as you Google a search Trump and DeSantis, boom, it pops up, hit after hit. Is Florida Governor Ron DeSantis emerging as the new and improved Donald Trump? They're pushing this narrative. Is DeSantis running for president 2024? On the Hill, Trump is the past, DeSantis is the future. The Atlantic, Trump lost the midterms, Ron DeSantis won. What? It's ridiculous. Ron's in one state. The MAGA movement is national. You can't just say, because of one state, Ron DeSantis won, Trump's the loser. Here's a, here's a poll quote. If the Florida governor ever intends to wrest control of the GOP from Trump, now is his moment. Why are they creating this Trump-DeSantis skirmish for us? I reject it. Now, let's go to proposition number two. Why is Trump still the guy? A couple reasons. One, he's the most popular by far. I will prove that to you. Number two, I still think he's the best. I've already said that. Number three, we use him till he's been exhausted. And number four, we have to reverse 2020 on principle, and we, we need to stick it in their face. We won. He is our president. Don't tell us we can't pick our candidate and vote him in that he's unfit or he's not allowed or he has to be impeached or uh, 
uh, Republicans can pick any candidate, but not Donald Trump. We're not going to let him in. That's unacceptable. No, he was our candidate for the second term. We picked him and we voted him in. And we need to reverse that and we need to put our president back. And this notion that he is the most popular by far, I said, I'll prove it to you, is not smoke and mirrors. August 6, 2022, Fox News. Trump easily wins Texas CPAC 2024 GOP presidential nomination straw poll. DeSantis comes in second. Trump captured 69.1% of ballots cast and DeSantis received 23.7%. It's like 50 points below in an anonymous CPAC straw poll. It, it's, it, it's, he's not even the same stratosphere as Trump right now. That's why I keep saying Trump's the winning proposition. July, also Fox News. You can find it on Yahoo too, wherever. Trump dominates 2024 GOP presidential nomination straw poll at Turning Point USA Summit. 78.7%. That's, that's even more, almost 80% of TPUSA Summit attendees said they would vote for Trump in 2024. 19% they would vote for Florida Governor Ron DeSantis. Light years below, miles below Trump. And then it's even worse after that. 1% they'd vote for South Dakota Governor Kristi Noem and on and on down the line, less than 1%. So no one is even in Trump's universe of popularity. Don't believe the hype. The Republican Party is still owned by Trump. It's a MAGA party because we agree with what he says and his proven track record. Don't believe the hype. No one is in his league right now. And like I said, proposition number one that I said, if you think you are, go for it and run. I don't care. You're not going to beat him. Now, let's review our numbers again to get our facts straight from the last couple years. 2012, Barack Obama against Mitt Romney. Barack Obama got 66 million votes. Romney got 61 million. It's hard to hear numbers over a voice, over a podcast, but stay with me. Mid 60 millions, okay? 2016, Trump comes in with 63 million. So he's right there with Obama, Romney, Obama being the most popular president up until that point. And Hillary had 66 million tied with Obama, but Trump got 304 in the Electoral College, which is why he won, blew out the Electoral College when he was an unknown figure, okay? Fast forward to 2020, Trump gets 74 million, blows the doors off any record of any presidential incumbent election. Any incumbent president that has run for office again for a second term, Trump blows the doors off and sets a record. No incumbent president has ever come anywhere near that by millions upon millions of votes. And if not, he may, had, may have had even more than that. We've heard numbers of like 80 million plus because we know there was so much cheating, all kinds of cheating, where Trump votes may have been who knows what, Sold to China, burned up, thrown in the trash, lost in mail trucks. We have no idea. And again, I'm not mentioning Biden's numbers because it was all a fraud. But regardless, just with the establishment's own numbers, 74 million was incredible. And that's after four years, six years of Trump's mouth, Trump's style, and Trump's record. Then let's go to 2018. Ron DeSantis barely wins Florida in 2018. Okay, he's, he's a, new, uh, a new candidate running for Florida, uh, Florida governor. Barely wins only by about 30,000 votes, and that was thanks to Trump dragging him over the finish line. Trump got DeSantis in because DeSantis got in on the massive MAGA wave, and Trump endorsed him. 
Now, since then, we've had a massive influx of new residents moving to Florida during COVID, MAGA voters moving from blue to red states, and I'm not taking away from Ron DeSantis's win on Tuesday, but you can't discount the massive wave of Trump voters moving into Florida over the last two years. And what kind of voters were they? Massive wave of Trump voters. They were MAGA voters. Of course, they're voting for Ron, but that's downstream from Trump. These people that moved in that you can't discount the great migration of Florida were first and foremost Trump voters, which is why they all broke in such huge numbers for Ron DeSantis. Now, that was a MAGA win in Florida on Tuesday. Make no mistake about it. It was a Trump win, and it was also a DeSantis win. But it was not, this is my point, merely a DeSantis win. All those Ron voters are Trump voters first, and I'll prove it to you. In 2020, now, yes, uh, Tuesday, Ron got 4.6 million votes. Incredible. But in 2020, before COVID, before you even had the massive Trump MAGA migration to Florida, MAGA voters moving there, before that, in 2020, Trump got 5.7 million votes in Florida. What? <laughs> it's inarguable. He had over a million more than Ron. My, uh, the point I'm trying to make is that this news media narrative that Ron won on Tuesday and Trump lost is completely ridiculous and entirely debunked by the facts and the statistics. Trump's not not popular anymore. He carries more popularity in Ron's own state than Ron. All right, I'm sorry I'm yelling. I'm emphatic. I hate this hype. And as I said, Trump rallies, stadiums full, all for six plus years, and they're still full. All right, let me wrap this up. In reality, Ron won on a MAGA wave which is great. I don't, I think that's great. But make no mistake, Trump is the one who created the largest coalition ever for the Republican Party. He got more Hispanics, more blacks, more women than any other Republicans and actually got inroads into these communities, not just a throwaway election where he got a couple extra. He's made inroads. They said in this last election on Tuesday, something like 60% of the Hispanic vote in Florida broke for Trump. Broke for, uh, oh, whoa, Freudian slip there. Broke for the Republicans, broke for Ron. But my point is that's because of Trump and what he did to the Republican Party and how he changed politics. You know, Miami-Dade, Ron won Miami-Dade by 11%. (laughs) Republicans never win in Miami-Dade. He wins by 11%. They, They won Palm Beach. These are all liberal areas, and the GOP has broken through. Because Yes, because of Ron, because of Trump. Now, here's what I'm going to say, and you're probably going to shut the podcast off, but don't. Ron has an establishment strain in him, which I'm worried about, because he will not fully embrace Trumpism. And that's why I asked the question at the beginning. Is he a thoroughbred outsider? I know he's a thoroughbred conservative. I know that. Is he a thoroughbred outsider? He would not endorse Trump in 2016 until after Trump won the election. That's interesting. Distancing himself from Trump? At least that's what I heard from Roger Stone. And during the hurricane, he invites Joe Biden. This, this, this struck me. This bugged me big time. You're supposed to be the big uh, face of the modern conservative Republican movement. You have a massive hurricane and, excuse me, you invite Joe Biden down, the fake president during Hurricane Ian who then uses the microphone while you're standing there 
as governor of your state, and he uses it to peddle climate change propaganda. And you're standing there neutered and helpless while the fake president gives this speech and uses your governor, Mike, for propaganda in Florida. Why are you allowing that? I mean, do you think Biden is the duly elected president? See, that's my concern. I don't think Ron takes the position that it was stolen and that Biden's a fraud and Trump's the real president. I, that, that bugs me. It bugged me when Chris Christie did it with Obama during Hurricane Sandy. Oh, yeah, we're just going to hold hands. Come on and give the microphone. I'm the governor. You don't get my mic. You're a Marxist and you're a fake president, Biden. See, that was not a good move. And he doesn't have Trump come. You don't have Trump come talk with you, stand side by side with you. One of the greatest presidents in modern history lives in your state. You're on the same team fighting for conservative values, same platform issues. He's in your state. You have a massive hurricane. We all know he won, and you won't have him come speak and share the mic with him. That's bizarre to me, unless you don't think he won. See, that's my point. I don't know where Ron's at. Man, I got to do more of this, and I'm running out of time. I don't think Ron will admit that 2020 was stolen, and as far as I'm concerned, that is a litmus test for whether or not you are an authentic outsider. Let justice roll down like waters, America, and righteousness like an ever-flowing stream. Don't believe the hype out there. The dump Trump narrative has got to go. The Republicans did not get shellacked on Tuesday. We won a lot. There's still more to talk about. And any losses we had was because of the establishment lousy Republicans. Not because of MAGA. MAGA wins. We'll continue on Monday. See you there.